welcome to the Hebridean Tales. We are back with a special, special scene here. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Caitlin, I'll be playing Lila Stormbreaker. He's back, y'all. I'm Paul, I'll be playing Leon Lighthammer. And we've got our favorite artificer back. Alrighty, so you guys are back because about five days, six days, six days, about six days prior to what's happening with the guards and about five days prior to what's happening with the rebels, Lila and Leon actually make it to Salash. So we need to see what happens up there so we know what's going on down in the city of Piscoli. Always the love of backtrack. Oh, yeah. I love flashbacks. Flashbacks are awesome. So this flashback hap- is happening. Flashing! Flashing. <laughs> flashing, uh, everybody. Uh, Caitlin, stop flashing me. No, that's what Lila's doing, obviously. You know, she just gets off the boat and she's just like, I need a bath and a drink and a screw. Doesn't even have to be in that order. That's totally, yeah. So she's just... Well... To greet you, there's about five royal guards standing there. <laughs> we just got a good show. <laughs> they kind of blink when you flash them. And I need Lila to roll a persuasion check with advantage because they are male guards. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> and shenanigans begin. I mean, okay. So I got a 16 plus. Oh, yeah. This is what's nice about playing an actual charisma character again, who has proficiency in persuasion. So yeah, that was like a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yes. One of them raised their hand, actually, and <laughs> offers to escort you personally. I was going to say I volunteer as tribute. Offers to to escort you personally, Madam Stormbreaker. I would be more than happy. To escort you <laughs> to the palace myself. Right this way. And he offers you a hand. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, goes and just shakes his hand. Like, puts out her hand and takes his hand and starts shaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. This is what land the walkers do, yes? <laughs> he accepts your hand and holds your hand and then walks away with you. <laughs> Are you resisting, or are you just going agreeingly? Um, I mean, she kind of shoots a look back to, I'm assuming Leon's nearby? Leon's right next to you, yes. Okay, so she just kind of shoots a look at him, like... I'm already face-palming with my hammer to my head. (laughs) And after shaking my head and seeing this going on, be like, Can we stay on course, please? Because, you know, there is a rebellion happening. Oh, yes, quite, quite. My my apologies, Master Leon. I acted in haste. Now, if you would follow me, I will take both of you to the palace instead of just the Lady Stormbreaker. <laughs> Back to your bedroom. All right, let's go. Wait a bit, Buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he lets out a big sigh like Buzzkill. <sighs> hey, if I didn't need her to be here, by all means, I'd say take her. So they navigate <laughs> you guys through the busy bazaar and again this bazaar the stalls change every day and sometimes there's a new one sometimes there's regulars but 
they navigate you through the through the growing crowd and roll perception checks for me, guys. You're killing me. That would be a nineteen. That's what I got. Total of nineteen, sixteen. Awesome. So both of you got a nineteen. Fantastic. So you guys actually do notice that as you guys get closer, there is a a caravan parked out front of the palace. There are four carriages that are horse-drawn. Horses are rare out here in the desert. They require too much water. So these are definitely from a non-desert region. And the style appears to be elven. So you guys are escorted straight in and on into Lord Drakesh. They drop you off in the main central chamber and tell you, just wait here. I'll, I'll go get him. We'll be right back. He's in the war room. Aye, aye, Captain. Four of them stay with you because they're guards for the palace anyway. The fifth one, who is leading you, runs off and go grabs Lord Jakesh. It's ironic. A horny one runs off and gets the king. <laughs> Did he put his flagstaff away? <laughs> what flagstaff? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He's a Nagani. He could have just converted his gender back to female instead. It's fine. He would have actually probably had better luck with Lila had he been female to begin with. Let's let's be real here. Not an impossibility. And all my characters sitting there thinking to himself is, I got a bigger hammer than he does. Got it. <laughs> yeah, giggity. It's hammer time. I'm a hammer, I mean my penis. God, I love that. <laughs> Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. I need to watch that again. Anyway, Lila totally takes a flask out at this point because she said she needed a drink, a screw, and a bath, and not necessarily in that order. And so she's totally <laughs> going to start taking shots. You almost got screwed, but... You almost got screwed, but Cockblock over here decided to uh, play croquet with the balls instead of... <laughs> It's fine. Uh, I mean, like, we got we got shit to do. She understands, but she's also been commanding the winds nonstop for five days straight. You <laughs> knew what you were getting into. Yeah, that's true. Madam, take a giant hook out of my blood ribcage. <laughs> I've already given you, like, three times the amount of food I stole. Doesn't mean I'm not going to give you shit endlessly for the rest of ever. Oh, well, I mean... What are friends for? And she just passes the flask to him. <laughs> At this point, he'll just go ahead and fucking take a shot anyways. As you finish taking your shot, Lord Drakesh shows up. He probably ain't even going to recognize Leon. Hang a black. Now, can Lila take a roll of sleight of hand to see if she can get her uh, flask back before Drakesh sees it? <laughs> no, Drakesh is seeing no. Leon drinking from it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm giving it back to you anyway. <laughs> Leon, what has this goblin been teaching you? Drinking on the job? No, sir, but the headaches of the world have created a need for an edge duller. Yes, if she would kindly get out of my seat, I would be more than happy to discuss the problems of the world. As Leon nudges her, like, get the out of the way. Uh, she just, like, scrambles up, like, I'll go and, um, um, could somebody direct me to the bathhouse, perhaps? Or do you need me here to relay, you know, the the information and stuff, you know, of 
the the impending doom and marriage and doom. Well, considering you're technically an eyewitness to this and saw very much similar but also different events than I did, I would relay those and then by all means, go get a shower. Yes, she must stay. She possesses very important information to myself and the elven counselors who arrived this morning. Oh boy. Now, tell me what you about my daughter and her betrothed. I nudge the uh, the very talkative one and be like, <laughs> tell him what you saw. I'll correct anything you fuck up. Amitigo, you know this bloke. He just said you were important. What he says goes. It doesn't matter who starts. Somebody <laughs> must start talking. Several days from now, what was it? I think you said uh, eight, eight days, 25th, 26th. The 25th, so it would be eight. That one. Yeah, eight days. So in about, uh, how long are the weeks? Are they about seven, eight days? It's eight, eight days. days. Eight days. So exactly one week. Okay. In a week, she will be getting married. They've already announced this to the populace. We also have information of a, how can I put this? Potential incoming onslaught of elven warriors. About ten to 15,000 from uh, Monastain, give or take. Word says Monastain has not even been attacked. How do we know this is true? Also, this marriage is null and void without my approval. She can announce it all she wants. It still remains illegal. Minister, make note. I have no daughter. Uh, quick question, Eric. Did she still have the handwritten account from Lana on her person? I think you did. I don't remember you getting rid of it. I mean, document. Did I get rid of it? I don't think you did. No, I don't think you no. did. It, if if you did, you gave it to Pryor, but I think you kept it. I was going to say in my notes, I still have you having it. She just doesn't have the accompanying other document, right? Correct. Detailing the dwarven deal with the elves, but she got the the um, first-hand account from Lana. Well, I don't know about know whether or not they've left taken Monastain or all that jazz, but I just have this account from a, a, a different captain um, stating that they they witnessed the 10 to 15,000 elves coming from the direction of Monastain, and um, I, I suppose you might be wanting that. And she just kind of pulls it out of her bustier and hands it to him. <laughs> he snatches it straight from your hand, reads it over for a second, motions to his minister, Summon my son! He reads it over and, and is contemplating it after he, as, as he's reading it over several times. Now, is this the son that sat there and talked to me before I left? Yes. <laughs> oh, great. The one that I want to throw my hammer at. <laughs> There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, but his dad's still there and his dad doesn't know. Correct. Drakesh goes back into talking to you guys. Now, what is it about this impending doom that you're referring to? And I heard you mention a rebellion. You must be talking about what my daughter is doing. Because it's rebellious. 
I mean, she's always kind of been a rebellious one. Never this bad. Truth. To be honest, I was quite surprised to see her up on, was it a stage or was it a balcony? It was a makeshift stage. Okay. Couldn't remember if it was like one of those balconies like you see in like Aladdin or something. Or you if it guys was were on a balcony. They were on a stage. That's it. Well, when she announced all of this stuff happening, her impending marriage, which marriage is doom, but that's another topic. Um, when she mentioned that, and then she mentioned the the impending attack from the elves, some of the she she said that um the elves, uh, how did she put it? That they would be better off leaving the city because it might not be. She couldn't guarantee their safety there in the city, so they had the option of leaving on their own, leaving in a ship with uh, this Lana character, um, and... Uh, Your sister, yes, I'm familiar with her. Yeah, she's a trip. Um, yes. But anyway, <laughs> or um, they they would have to join the guard, but that basically she implied that she couldn't guarantee that, you know, sentiment in the city would be favorable to those of elven descent. And so some people took kind of issue with that. I mean, she did give the option to either join or that they would be allowed. And it was either allowed to leave or escorted. I can't remember. Sounds like she's a smart and capable leader. You wouldn't have raised her otherwise, sir. Now, the city of Salash will be open to those who are seeking refuge because the elves will never make it this far north. I will see to that person. At this point, the minister walks back with Lord Drakesh's son. Now, Lord Drakesh's son is a slender Nagani male, roughly about 6'1", with brown muted scales, and he's wearing a blue and gold robe. Damn it. To signify his stature, and he's wearing a princely styled crown. Ooh, is it metal? Of course it's metal. You made it. <laughs> I don't know what it's made out of. For all I know, it could be freaking bone. Leon made it. So, yes, it was made of metal, and it's made of basically pure gold, with the exception of there being some uh, black iron mixed in with it. <laughs> like I said, you'd worked with it before, you just don't work with it often. Fast. So it, no, it's I'm a, giggling at the factor of he actually has something metal wearing. <laughs> if he annoys me. The son walks up, kneels to his father, and Drakesh looks at him and says, Stand up, Drak. It is time that you be at my side, for you are the new lord of the empire after I die. Drakman has this puzzled look on his face and says, But father, I thought that privilege belonged to my sister, Trishani. She is the eldest. With a glare, like like the glare of, you know you said something wrong that your dad gives you? He just shoots him, this burning glare that de burns deep into his soul and responds back with him and is, says, You have no sister anymore. She is a rebel and will be dealt with as such. Her actions were illegal, and I have no intention on blessing this union between her and the Duke of Piscoli. 
In fact, the entire Fiskari region will pay for their insolence. I forget that. Lila takes her shot. <laughs> she tries to do it stealthily. Uh, should I roll a stealth roll? <laughs> no. Try, try not to be seen taking a shot at that one. Like No, because this is some heavy shit and he's paying so close attention to his son that it doesn't matter if he catches you out of the corner of his eye or not. Fair enough. At that time, after he says that, you you kind of see Leon shifting in his armor back and forth, almost like one of those things of where he's trying to find the words, but he's also anxious about it because he want to makes it make it as clear and intelligible as possible. Right before he grips his hammer tighter, the actual blacksmith hammer stuck in his belt. Sorry. And sits there and says, if I remember correctly, Lord Drakman. Lots of D names, lots of L names. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, uh, the, 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 um, Lord Drakman, from our prior conversation, you did divulge that you wanted to be the utmost use to your father and for your country. Well, yes, and I will endeavor to be so. I just was not expecting to be Lord Drakman on this day. Now, Father, what is it you wish of me? And he stands, because he is now allowed to stand, because he now shares the title of Lord, puts his hand on his chest and bends at like a 45-degree angle out of respect to his father. And Lord Drakesh looks at the now Lord Drakman and says, Arrest the elven consulars. A threat on even the insolent city of Piscoli is a threat to the Empire. Now, Lord Drakman walks out and goes to do just that. Out of curiosity, what was his reaction to what Leon said? Who, the brothers? Drakman? Yeah. yeah. He was referencing the factor of him saying, well, there might need to be a change of power, etc., etc. He didn't show any emotion on his face at that moment. Damn it. He knew better in front of his father. I was hoping he was already caught off guard by his father, that I could shake him a little more. He was a little caught off guard, but because he was in front of his father, and now equal to his father, he had no reason to fear anything you said. Oh, I wasn't worried about making him afraid. I just wanted to shake him. But not, yeah, yeah but, but he wasn't going to be shaken because he's not afraid of anything you could say. I just wanted to piss him off, actually, if anything. You may very well have, but you won't know tonight. <laughs> I will punk that fucker in the face before he even actually does anything. Swear... Wait, which one's the god of technology? Citero. That one. <laughs> Swear to Citero. Lord Drakesh looks at you all and says, Lady Stormbreaker, I need your assistance once more. I need to get my army to Solendara, the port city to the north of Piscoli. From there, we shall make a northern attack on the city as soon as we are mustered. And then... As soon as we are there, I need you to find your father. He owes me a debt. I Well, I mean, all of New Haven really owes you a debt, sir. Last checked. Um, now, best I can do you for is I got space on my boat for, what course, say? About 10K? 10,000 is a good start. We will make haste with the first 10,000 I can muster, and then my son will bring another military to rendezvous with us shortly thereafter. Yes, good plan. Fast as I could get you to, um, 
Well, the fastest, well, see, we got here from Pascoli, what, in five days? Now, I I need at least a minute to rest up from uh, throwing those winds about to get us here, but I should be ready first light uh, to get us down. And you said uh, the city just north of that, that should be, what, four days? Yes. Four days if you got here in five. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I want to ask the next question in character. Ask you, the GM is the um the elves that are attacking. So the elves that are due to attack, quote unquote, Monastain and therefore a threat to Pascoli, um, are they of the same variety of elves that this consulate is? You haven't seen them. You wouldn't know. Fair. Rakesh is assuming. Trikesh is just assuming all the consulate and all all elves is the same. <laughs> At the moment, until he can figure it out, better safe than sorry, wouldn't you say? So Drakesh responds to your initial request for a day's rest with, You have three. It will take me as long to build your vessel with my army and our gear. Leon, you are welcome to join. Your experience in the city will prove most valuable. Oh, he's meaning in building the boat, right? Building the boat? What building the boat? Filling, though. Or filling, sorry, not building. No, he's saying to go with him. Your city, your your experience in the city of Piscoli will be most valuable. Okay, uh, I was making sure I differentiated, didn't want to. He's saying that going with him to Piscoli is where he would like you to go. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Not a chance in hell! <laughs> No, no, that is not what I want to say. <laughs> no way, Hosey! My lord, you have been nothing but kind to me, and gracious and merciful. I wouldn't even be here without you, as we both know, and he kind of shifts, like, obviously That's they can't see it. Yeah, uh, he shifts, like, his wings and whatnot. We both know that I am an abomination in most eyes. On my journey, I have found not only the whereabouts, but also aspects of my lineage and my origins that I feel I must not only address, but as a master of the hammer and all of the items that I forge with not only my knowledge, my experience, but the fire that burns within, I feel like I must address and take care of this. For I can truly fulfill my debt, not only to you, the kingdom that you have ruled over and loved with every part of your being. Are you requesting your leave of us? I am. It is granted. We will find you a caravan headed in whichever direction you see fit, except south. My lord, I go north. But head north in peace. My son. And I will return to you with the utmost beat of my wings. And he gives a respectful nod, and you are allowed to leave at that point. Now that the elves have been detained, we shall get to the bottom of this. Lady Stormbreaker, you're with me. And you guys both walk out of the room and head down towards the elven consulate that was already there when you guys got there. And that's where we'll end this special session, guys.
Welcome back to the Brilliant Tales, everybody. We are back with Group One. I'm Eric. I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm William. I'll be playing Julian today. And I'm Pegan. I'm playing Gal. Fantastic. Real quick recap. You guys woke up in the morning, found out the uh, Shadow Lee had some information that was supposed to be delivered. So you guys were just supposed to go and be a quick courier, not a big deal. Went to the HQ of the Shadow League, where you met Gus, and the incompetent person who was keeping things from burning and catching fire while the Shadow Lord was out collecting the information. However, it's been noted that the Shadow Lord is missing for a few days. Gus tried to convince you to go and just rescue the Shadow Lord for him, but you decided to take Gus hostage and took him with you. He took you guys across town to the northern side of town towards the library where he last knew that the Shadow Lord was. And there you met the librarian who told you that the information he sought was down in the lower levels. You guys, of course, naturally followed suit because you're hunting somebody. So you may as well follow their known locations. And so far, you guys have seen a Givering Mouther, an Aboleth, a Cool that was being ripped apart limb from limb. And then you guys saw in the very last room before the uh, end of the episode, a uh, a shadow dragon egg that you guys did figure out how to release. And it is now in the possession of three automatons that are on the floor in front of you that caught it when the orb fell after you released the orb and released the egg. Now, that is where we are at this moment. How big is this egg? It's three foot by two foot around. So it's a two foot circumference and a three foot height. About the size of a medium creature. Small medium creature. Small creature. Small creature. Small creature. All right. I compared it to a goblin. Think of it as a fat goblin. (laughs) And that's all I needed to add additionally to my notes. Okay. What are you guys going to do? The three automatons have that egg. Uh, do the three automatons, first off, have they been aggressive in any way immediately? No, they just caught the egg. Okay. They seem to be acting as defensive units for the egg because they caught the egg and stopped damage from happening to the egg that was not scripted within the bubble. I'm going to kind of just throw out like a a free, like, uh, damn, nice catch and see if they respond in any way. Like if they can talk like the other ones could. Immediately after you say nice catch, Gel chimes in with, Excuse me, that is ours. Beep, beep, boop, boop. So they didn't talk. They responded, but they didn't speak common. Oh, fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Gel. You know, uh, you know, Golem? <laughs> do you uh, know how to speak binary, bro? <laughs> I do not. Well, I guess I can't persuade him. There's no way they don't understand common, though. They haven't made a mention that they have or haven't. They just went beep, beep, boop, boop, bring. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to try it. Okay, I'm going to try and persuade them. Okay. To hand the egg over. So I'm going to look over at them and be like, hey, crazy story, right? The librarian wants to see the egg. Sent us down here to grab it. Didn't really give us a whole lot of information on how to get it out of there. So sorry about all the metal blades and stuff like that, but took a chance. Nice catch, guys. And, uh. How do you want to do this? Should should you help us take it up there? Can we take it up there? I don't know how this works. Because, again, not much information from the librarian. You probably know. 
and persuasion on these automatons. God, we were on the same page 100%. Use the librarian. That's Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just like, no, we were told to take this up there. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Uh, that's a 25. <laughs> well, they rolled a 1. <laughs> they rolled a 1. So they didn't even comprehend what you said. You spoke words that were way too big for them. Do I know that that's what happens? Well, here's the way they show you. A hatch opens in the back that is the size of them plus the egg, and they start heading mm-hmm. towards it. Oh, fuck that. Let's, yeah, let, nope. They start skittering away. How big are these automatons? Um, small size. We're about to die. How big is this hole that opened? The opening is probably, honestly, Julian here could probably fit through it. He'd have okay. to crouch. It'd be a little tight, but he could fit through it. It's about four, four or five feet. Oh. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. And would you say I'm within 60 feet of it? Yes. Oh, perfect. So, uh, you hear Gel say, ha, and snap his fingers. Okay. And a bonfire erupts right in the front of blocking (laughs) that passageway. The automatons stop, throw the egg through the fire. Hold on, I still got a spell to drop. They're working on doing this as you're casting yours. Just trying to bowl that egg through. They're trying. So what they're doing at the moment is they're lifting it above their heads and they're doing the like backwards clockwork motion so that they can throw it. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think the best I'm going to get is uh, Caustic Brew. What is my spell save? It cannot be high. Ooh, that's not good. What is it, like a 13? It's a 12. Oh, shit. But I'm going to argue that they have disadvantage because they're holding an egg over their head and trying to throw it. Depends on the type of save. It's a deck save. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to have that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, read Caustic Brew for us. Okay. A stream of acid emanates from you in a line 30 feet long and 5 feet wide in the direction I choose. Each creature in the line must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or be covered in acid for the spell's duration. Duration is uh, concentration up to one minute. Um, or until a creature uses its action to scrape or wash the acid off itself or another creature. A creature covered in acid takes 2d4 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. But I'm hoping the acid kind of fucks their automaton selves up in some way, effectively. And doesn't hurt the dragon egg. Hopefully. Okay. okay. And that's it? So they roll a dexterity saving throw? Oh yeah, dex, dex 12 saving throw. All right. With dexterity disadvantage for my own. With disadvantage, because they aren't carrying that egg, and they are fully stopped, so they're not even worried about you at all. So, And I think it would hit all three of them. They're, they're kind of standing in a little group. They're, they're standing in a group, but it's a five-foot-wide line, right? Yeah, it's five. It's okay, a five-foot-wide, so 30-foot-long line. So, yeah, I will mark it as being able to hit um, all three. So okay. they, they do fail, of course. So how much damage do they take? Uh, so, t- so again, technically they take it at the beginning of their turns, but it's going to oh, okay. be 2d4 damage, and that would be, for my first roll, uh, 5 damage, acid damage, specifically. Okay, so they'll take 5 now and then 5 at the beginning of each of their turns. Yeah, until they either wash it off or I lose concentration. Oh, it's concentration, even better. Yes. And that was 2d4, you said? Yes, it's a nasty fucking spell, if you hit it, because it's mm-hmm. saber suck. No, it definitely is. And they did five damage right off the bat. Okay. 
So they took the five damage right off the get, and then they'll take more on each of their turns. You know, Julian's hope is that it actually dunks them up in some way, so they can't really throw it. It's acid, so it's like melting through, and they're automatons. They're made of materials, not humanoid muscle bone, which acid is going to fuck you up either way, but so, we'll see. No, that works great. I'm just kind of hoping they like miss their throw. They through my notes right now, because I've been writing down Julian's name as Gerald. (laughs) It's canon now. My name, you keep calling me Gerald and I keep having to, no, it's Julian, man. How do you not get this yet? You fucking share a room, man. I don't mean he paid attention to on orientation day. Bro, we, we got the same book. You're right over top of me. Come on. <laughs> These automatons are going to make a dexterity check to see if they how well they throw this egg with disadvantage. Poison ah. gun. Yep. They only I got a 10. They try to throw it, but it more like just flops off of their gears and rolls through the fire. It's Fuck. just on the other side. It's only on the other side of the fire. It's just in the entryway. It's not anything in anywhere you can't get to. Okay. So still grabbable by technicality. Okay. Um, since, well, I guess they already took the damage for the start of their turn. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Roll initiatives. Alrighty. Oh, shit. 18. For some reason, I kept on opening up a blank tab instead of my character sheet. I take time. No worries. I got a nine. Awesome. So it's going to be Julian... Then number three, then Gel, then number one, then number two. Gus went with the automatons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he assumed when you were talking about the automatons that he was going to just be considered one of them, and he just left a bit for with you to give you guys a chance to do whatever you were going to do. So he left. Reaction: Be like Gus, pull that fucking bow out and take a shot. What? You hear from the other room. I will feed you to a crab monster if you don't... Uh, oh, he's in the other room. I better not yell that loud to the other automatons. Never mind. <laughs> At the end of their turn, after they threw it and turned around, they just went ahead and they just stood up, making themselves taller. They are now medium-sized creatures alongside of you. Okay. Because they were down on, like, all fours in, like, a crab style. Now they're straightened up, and now they're going to be able to move and attack to you at some point. But first up, it is Julian's turn. Get him, Gerald. <laughs> oh, damn it, it's Julian. How far away am I from these creatures? From these automatons? Um, let's say 30 feet. All right, I'm kind of going to slink over to the side of the room and get within about 10 feet of them. Um, oh, oh, all right, sorry, sorry, sorry. First thing I'm going to do is drop a uh, ray of frost on one of them. Okay. Which one? Number one, two, or three? Uh, which one goes first? Three. I'll hit three first. Okay. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. It's. And that's seven frost damage. Its uh, speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of its next turn. All right, seven frost damage. That is fantastic. Or, sorry, not start of its next turn, my next turn. Because uh, that would be a useless ability. That would be kind of useless, but that's okay. Uh, so I'll just move out of like their direct line of sight, and I will not go in range of them. I will stay about 30 feet away for right now. Okay. So you'll move 15 feet in, hit them, move 15 feet back out. Pretty much, yeah, for right now. Okay. The automaton that you attacked skitters over to about 20 feet from you mm-hmm. and just breathes fire in a 20-foot cone straight at you. At me? Yes, at you. You need to make a dexterity saving throw. 
Alright. Let me check if I got any special things for that. Oh, just base for right now. Yes, 19. I'm rolling well. 17 plus 10. So 19. Fantastic. You pass your throw, so you only take half of 10. Oh, so I take 5. Okay. Yep. I was about to say, are you saying it did fucking... <laughs> 10 damage half to 5. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. So I am down to 22 HP. Didn't even get through the 10 HP. Nice. A magical orc comes out of nowhere. It's just like, you want some swanky, honey? Just blocks the damage. And now it's Gel's turn. Or Gel, I'm sorry. Not Gel. Gel. I imagine that I'm pretty close to Julian, right? Yeah. You're within 30 feet. Okay. If I pivot behind dude who just blew fire at Yes. I'm probably stepping in between him and his allies, right? That is correct. And you would literally be 10 feet from either his allies or him. Okay, yeah, I want to flank him. Yeah. And like, as I'm doing that, I want to reference a movie real quick. So in The Crazies, there's this, which is a horror film, or esque. Um, scary movie, at least. There's this scene where they're dragging the pitchfork, and the tines are just scraping down a hallway or something. That's kind of how Gel moved. Okay. Like, he he's drugged these pitchfork tines through shit and everything. Makes sense. A little bit of dried uh, horse shit on your pitchfork. He's gonna... He's going to attack this guy. Oh, so what is it when I'm flanking? So he's technically not true flanked at the moment because he's just on the other side and he is 20 feet from your ally. Oh, okay. So you're not flanked yet. All he's got to do is move 10 feet forward and you guys have flanked because both of you have reach weapons. But does a 21 hit? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a 21 hit. Okay, let's see. That is one. I have exactly four D4s on my deck. That is awesome. So you get four D4 plus four plus your ability modifier. Oh, fuck. He's using the orc pitchfork, dude. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, I was like, what? Did the Eldritch smite this thing? I didn't think they could do that. I was like, that's a good thing. Yeah, no. Okay. Also, I just want to note, I love how your character went from, like, this lovable goof to dragging his pitchfork across the ground a la fucking horror movies. So now you're just the hills have eyes walking around right now. So there's a big difference between it's fight time and we're chill, but um, (laughs) 16 points of damage. 16. Ouch. It's good damage. That's great damage. No, he's not dead. Action surge. Okay. Oh, fuck. Uh, real quick, um, at the start of its turn, when it did the fire breath thing at me, it took another 2d4 damage. Shit, yeah. Six more. Six more on top of that. I have six more. Interruption. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to make sure that you're not, like, wasting an action surge in case it goes down or something with the extra damage. It didn't go down, but it's pretty fucked up. Not super well, fucked up. You just jam a little up. bit, and, like, there's some yeah. teeth missing. Understood. Uh, but does a dirty 20 hit? Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. 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 You fucking hit. 
This ain't the Avaleth in the other room, buddy. <laughs> My dice are broken, guys. What'd you get? The exact same damage. Sixteen more fucking damage. Alright, this thing is right fucked up, guys. It's not down yet? No, it's not down yet. That's number three, right? He attacked number three along with he me? He attacked number three, yes. Okay. He's he's real fucked up. Oh, give me just a... When you did that last attack, you actually twisted one of the gears that held its left arm on, and it just dropped its arm. Okay. Tell you. That's... That's Gal's turn. Ah, here they are. I went and grabbed my real dice, just because I want to roll these metal-ass dice. Go for it. I don't know where my metal D20 is. Well, it's packed with my dice. Number one, skitters up to... Ah, two, 2d4 damage first. Yep. Number one takes its damage. Go ahead Three, and roll that. Uh, four damage. Four acid damage. Four more Boy, damage. I hope they're weak acid damage. Number one skitters up to the left of Gel and makes a bite attack. Does a 13 hit you. Oh. Okay. He then makes a slam attack. Does a 24 hit you? Give me a second. Mathing. Yes. Alright. 2d6 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. 1, 5, 6. So 12 damage. Okay. Then. I just need to check my character sheet real quick. Wrong tab. Number 2 skitters up around to Gel's other side. He does the same thing. This time he is, full, he is flanking and therefore has advantage. Okay. Does a 28 hit you? There was some. <laughs> Nope, that's a bonus action. Okay, yes, that one hit. Okay. Take 14 damage from that attack. Okay. How much damage have you taken so far? Uh, 26. So this automaton walks up, bites you, and you feel like there's a little bit of like a flamey tingle, but not really. Like, it's like an icy hot type of flame tingle. Like, ooh. And then does, uh, and then a 25 hits. Yeah. Wait, what? A 25. Do they have two attacks each? Yeah. Fuck. Oh shit, you know what I forgot? How many temporary hit points did I give you? You gave me seven. Okay, thank you, because I had seven too, so I'm adding seven back to my health. You're good. <laughs> Take 12 good more choice, damage. Because... <laughs> hey, nice seven. Take 12 more, bitch. <laughs> My name's Aaron, son! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not great. I got some help for that, maybe. I have a thing or two that can help. Okay, alright, I'll, I'll let it be. Uh, it's Julian's turn. It's Julian's turn? Julian's turn. Oh, oh and number two also takes uh, damage, so give me a second, let me roll that damage. Oh yeah, go ahead. Six. Nice. Oh, sugar tips. How many times did I get hit? Four. Oh, no, three. Two, three. Three out of four. I've got con saves to make. Oh, concentration, yeah. Oh, the bonfire. Yep. Maybe the egg's not cooked yet. Go ahead and make those before oh, I Julian did. Uh, I had, I'm sorry, I had a 14, a 17, and a 13. Perfect. You, you pass on all of them, so you're good. Julian. You. So, you've got 20 feet away from you, there is this automaton that breathes fire on you on the opposite side 10 feet behind that you've got gel who is being flanked by two more of these automatons that are attacking him and are about 10 feet away from him as well okay 
there's a couple things I can do here. We still don't think uh, Charm Person is going to work on these things, do we? No, I don't think so. Plus, I, I don't want to do that during combat. Okay. So, the follow-up I have is two things. Either I can give you False Light, which is going to give you 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points. Okay. Or I can try and finish off number three because it was looking seriously injured. Or finally, I can get within uh, 10 feet and attack one of the ones attacking you and grapple it with the whip. Finish number if three. If it's grapple, finish number three. That's what I would do. Okay, because what I can try and do is uh, after number three's dead, hopefully, um, I can try and grapple one of them so I can stop wailing on you. And if you need it, the next turn come around, I can give you false life or something. Okay? Yeah, and I have a few tricks up my sleeves, too. Okay. Uh, so number 30, I'll drop a ray of frost on it again. On number three? Yes, that's going to be a 16 to hit. Hits. Thank God. Just barely. And seven more damage. Seven more damage. Fantastic. And did it go down? Nope. Let's see if the acid does it. All right. Burning eight. First, uh, I am going to use a sorcery point and convert that into a first level spell slot. And that's a bonus action. I can convert that uh, via bonus action. So I'm using up one sorcery point to get a first level spell slot back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um, and then I end my turn and its turn, I guess, starts because it's three. It starts, yep. Okay, and I'll just do this on this because rolling my 1d4 twice is something. That's a, another six. I keep rolling different variations of six damage. Oh, boy. Shit. It is on fucking death's door, but it's still alive. Oh, fuck you. I thought for sure. Okay. It's probably still focused on me. I've done a fuck ton of damage to it. It does not get its breath weapon back, so it's just going to attack you. Uh, it's got to get in range, and it's ray frosted, so it's got 10 foot less movement. It only needs to move 10 feet. I'm it 20 moves. feet away from it. Yeah, it's got 10 foot range on its on its arms. Oh, fuck. However, this is the one is missing an arm, so it actually only gets one attack, and it only gets its bite attack because its slam attack is reliant on both arms working. Therefore, it does not get its slam attack. This thing is not the one. I mean, you can say what you want. I'll take it. Although I wish you could drop an arm off the other thing. <laughs> and it misses. Unless a 14 hits. Uh, my armor class is 14. Oh, shit. So it does hit you. Yes. Very nice. 15 damage. Ouch. 15? 15. What the fuck, bro? Might have to give up on this fucking <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? It rolled max damage on its first die. Okay. That's its turn, right? Yep. That thing's dead next turn, so... That makes it Gel's turn. Oh, nice. So, how far away from me did this guy move? He is outside of your melee range. So, is he 15 or 20 feet away? Did he move 5 or 10 feet forward? He moved 10, so he is now 20 feet away from you, 10 feet away from your ally. I like it. I like it. Was it within 10 feet of him before? Yes. Uh, you get an attack of opportunity on it. Oh, you're right. Oh, shit, you're right. You would, if you choose to. You do not have to. You totally... Wow. Fuck me. You have reaction spells. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said you don't have to. Save shield. Save it for shield. I rolled a one. Oh, it's a fuck me roll. Oh, We'll just say you saved it for shield. It's fine. I'll erase that entire thing where we were even debating you attacking. 
Because usually, and I mean, this is me siding with Eric on Eric logic, actually. Usually Eric, at this point, would say, huh, you should have remembered. Yep. Yeah, take it where you can get it on this one, but... <laughs> yes, I am. It's it's the first combat in a while, dude. Uh, yes, it is. Um, yes, so I am going to... I'm flanked by these guys, right? Yes. And they're within how much distance? Is it 10 feet? They are 10 feet away, which means they can they can attack you, you can attack them. Perfect. So taking one step forward should not break them having, you know, the potential to hit me. No. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take that five-foot step to meet this other dude, right? So you're now 15 feet from, the, from number three? Yes. Okay. Right. And then I forgot a spell I have. What spell is it? My guess is Burning Hands. But yes, it will be Burning Hands, because the other one just wouldn't work as well. Um, and pointing towards Julian, my hands are just out in front of me, one over the other. There's not like a gap. This isn't the diamond type thing. My hands are a little interlocked, almost like you're doing the bird thing with the, the, the you know, shadows, but mm-hmm. just cupped, kind of handshake style. Each creature within a 15-foot cone of me, which is just one. Yes. Which is really fucked up. Has to make a dexterity saving. Okay. There's a six pass. A six wouldn't pass. Luckily for both of us, I didn't have the number calculated yet. Um, but... A six doesn't even pass the eight you start before you add shit. All right. <laughs> six, five, four. Six, five, four. Shit. That would points of damage. be 15 points of damage. Uh, is there anything that's flammable in the area? Uh, just him. Okay. How's he doing? Uh, he's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. <laughs> he's fucking dead. I have a quick so, question. How much HP did he have left? Number three, that is. Originally, before the burning hands. Uh, well, that got him to negative two. Okay, alright, never mind then. I was gonna... Okay, good. Good use of burning hands. Knock <laughs> the fuck out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then as a bonus action, right? Because I got this somewhere. Where I put it? Who the fuck knows? But I'm going to heal myself. Uh, let's okay. see. I don't remember what it's called. Second wind? Yes. Second, yeah. I'm going to second wind myself. And that okay. is this guy. For 12 points of hit points back. Very nice. Because you killed him with fire, Yeah. you're going to see this and not experience it. But you guys are going to see, in the middle of this flame, as you're firing your shot, a secondary explosion happens in the middle of your burning hand. Man, it helps that we can stand back. But normally, <laughs> anyone within a certain range would get hurt by this. You both happen to be outside of the range at the time. Also, he's being encased entirely by fire, so it only just becomes a little... He got hit with fire, acid, and frost damage. <laughs> uh, and it got stabbed. And it got stabbed, like, twice. Yes. Yeah, it did get stabbed. So, that one's gone. You have anything else left there, Gal? Uh, that takes care of that. Fabulous. Wait, 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 how much HP do you have left? 24 out of 41, 
And last round, they did... A fuck ton. 36. Okay. Is there any consideration for taking the attacks of opportunity, possibly, and getting the fuck away from those things? You know what? You got a great idea. I'm going to say, they probably still have the ability to knock you out, but they're just basic, normal attacks. They're not getting slams, they're not getting bites, they're just getting a, uh, a double attacks. It's just one straight-up attack. Correct. My worry is you still get knocked the fuck out, but if you stay there, it's very likely you do. Yeah. So, I am going to use the rest of the... How far away am I now? Uh, let's see. Mental math. You're I'm 15 feet away from... Um, feet. You're, you're 15 feet away from your ally. 15 feet from him. Who's 20 I feet am... away from the automaton. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 10 from each. Take another five foot step and... You still have shield up. He never cast it. I didn't. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's still up. So he has a chance to use it if they hit. And if Eric stops rolling like a fucking monster. Hey, you have your defensive raiment, which allows you to use a reaction to... Uh, Increase your own defenses, too. Oh, son of a bitch, I forgot about that. <laughs> you get a plus four if you have a free hand. You've been casting spells the whole time. Anyways, okay. I gotta remember to write defensive raiment down because I didn't have to take that fucking 3,000 damage the monster hit me with. Anyways, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to use the rest of my speed to run to your left side. Uh-huh. So they're both going to get attacked for opportunity against you. Yes. Fuck. Uh, I assume anything higher than a 20 hits you. Yes. I got two that were over 20, so they both hit. Okay. What? Does shield get you out of either of those? Hold on. Oh, well, shit. It depends on what Eric rolled. Yes. So what did Eric roll? I got a, a dirty 20 on one, and I got a natural 19 on the other, giving it a 28. Shield gets me out of a dirty 20. Okay. That's a I cast shield and use it against that one dirty 20? Yes. I need okay. to save my life. You're only going to take 11 damage for the one attack. Oh. I lost all the, almost all the health I gained back. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they were yeah. like, Gal is bleeding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Gel's fucked up. In Gel's mannerism, you can definitely see if it isn't obviously apparent to you that he is half orc, half elf, because of the weird elf ears, mostly, and the fairer skin. Um, in his mannerisms, you just see him, like, wiping the blood off, cleaning himself as he goes the best he can. But then he, like, licks the blood off his finger. Like, like you definitely see the duality there. Alrighty. Very, very nice. Sorry if that's a little dark. We just had a cool getting ripped apart in the other room. I think yeah. you're okay <laughs> on the little blood dark. Blood off your fingers is not the problem. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to point to the problem, you licking blood off your fingers is far, far from the problem here. No, our biggest problem right now is killing these things, which is going to be fucking difficult. They have a ton of HP. The first bot, it's number one's turn. Roll your 2d4 damage. Uh, I already did while we were talking over things. That one got an eight. Oh, fuck yes. 
You needed that. I've done a lot of damage to these things over the past yeah. couple turns. You have. That residual damage has been invaluable. We'll see how much it matters here soon. We are not light hitters, but I feel like we're glass cannons. You're not a glass cannon. They just do a fuck ton of damage, bro. Oh, no, I mean, like, I've already blown my load. Oh, yeah, for sure. Number one, Skitters straight up following Gal. Oh, hold on, he's not in range of him anymore, is he? No, he's... Wait, are you telling me that this dude is, uh, stepping into somebody else's range? Yes. Oh, you do get an opportunity attack. Going... Oh, I do too, fuck, you're right. Well, that means I can grapple that bitch. He's not stepping into Julian's range. He's only stepping into Gel's range. Julian, you're still 10 feet back. Oh, wait, no. You, st you stepped right next to him, didn't you? I stepped to his left side. Oh, then yes. Number one is 10 feet away from Julian. So Julian is on the left. Gel is on the right. One is straight across from Julian. Okay. He is at the 10-foot marker. He is at technically in, in your melee range. And he is going to... You know what? Fuck it. He's going to use his breath weapon. On me? On you. Dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck. <laughs> because the, the cone of origination is taking place where it is, technically it affects both of you. Fuck. That's a 15. Okay. Does that pass? You you pass. What about Gel? Uh, oh, shit. So you're only going to take I'm half. I'm on fire. Is this a saving throw? Yes. Does an 18. 18 pass. <laughs> So you guys are only going to take half. So nine total damage. Both of you take four. Oh, fuck you. Every time you say the full amount, it scares the shit out of me, bro. Shit <laughs> balls. Did that just drop Gel? No, no. I, uh, for anybody interested, uh, Gel is now at 25% health. Oh, this is going to be an orc thing, isn't it? No. Oh. I ain't oh. got shit for this. Yeah. He blew his... He's already blown every trick he had in his book. That's okay. If we just kite these fucking things, and I keep using Ray of Frost on them... And now it's number two. Uh, that one takes six damage six? from the acid. Yeah, I rolled both of those uh, earlier when, when, uh, when I thought his turn was ending. You're good. You're good. Number two is going to do the same thing at both of you again. Because he's, he's, he's standing right next to his buddy. All right. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, so real quick, I just want everybody to know I'm at 3 HP. <laughs> but I have a ace up my sleeve, maybe. You're at 3? Yeah. I wow. only have 21. Huh. Well, hold on. So there might be something. Give me a second until this, uh, this roll. Come on, dex save. Get that plus 2. 19. Holy shit. You passed. He's rolled. Okay. A 16. 16? You both yeah. passed. All right. How much damage? Three halved to one. Okay. No Let's shit. See. I rolled a two and a one. Oh, my God. I got two hit points left. How physically close are they to us? Ten feet. They're in your attack range. Oh, but we're in their attack range. We can't back off. Yep. You might have to take an action to disengage. Yes. That is now my plan. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? I have a complete plan. It is the end of the round, so it's actually Gus's turn. Out of the side here, you see an arrow just fl fly from outside the room into the room. 
hits one of these automatons. He actually hits? He actually fucking hits. <laughs> In the middle of this fight, I think everybody, including the automatons, look over like, Oh, didn't expect that shit. <laughs> well, here's what you really did expect. He only did three damage. <laughs> hey, it's better than no damage. And then he just walks into the room and he's like, what is the commotion in here? Oh, Go that. grab that dragon egg. Hold on, I'm sorry, Eric. Can I immediately interrupt after what is the commotion in here? Yeah, what is the commotion in here? Okay, because I had gotten hit twice and I had, you know, forgotten about concentration saving throws. Oh shit, me too. First, I want to make it public knowledge that I have failed a concentration saving throw. I failed the second one of the breath weapons. And uh, there is no longer a wall of fire between Gus and the dragon egg. Okay. Julian, go. Uh, before that, um, I also have to make con saving throws. Caustic Brew. Uh, I did make a con saving throw earlier when I got punched. Yep. But it was a 19. I assume you guys are rolling them, and if you fail them, you'll tell me. Nope. So I got a 14 and a 17 on the two most recent things. So you passed on both of them, too. Okay. All right. Thank fuck balls for that. All right. Anyways. me. My turn? Uh, yeah. Gus just went. Free, free action. Gus, grab that fucking dragon egg. Are you sure it's worth it? Yes! Shut the fuck up and see what I say. Okay. He starts moving towards it, and I forgot a second attack he had. You don't want me to miss an attack of Gus, would you? No, we mm. don't want to miss Gus's attack. It's okay, Gus missed his attack. We don't want to. He was shooting on the on the run this time, and it didn't work. Now it's Julian's turn. I'm within 20 feet of one of these things, right? Yes. You're within 20 feet of two. Uh, fuck it, I, I think I gotta go for it. Alright, so I am going to take a swing with my... Koshkin Barbed Whip. The Barbed okay. Whip that I have. It is a finesse weapon, so I can use my deaths, which means I get a plus two, plus, uh, so it's a plus four to hit, right? Yeah, sounds right. Because proficiency plus decks is four for me. So it's a plus four to hit on a d20 here. Come on, where the fuck is the d20 at? Mm. The one that says d20. I it's think. the big one. I'm here to help. No, the big one is the d100. What yeah. the fuck is happening right now? I'll roll my real one. It keeps fucking up on the screen or something. Give me a second. Mm. Sorry about the time it takes to do this. Sorry about not being good at D&D. Uh, you might have to take that back. I just crit. No, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, in general. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, you just crit? Yeah, with the whip. Fantastic. Oh, we needed that, Daddy. Yes, go ahead and roll that damage, and I believe with the whip it's triple, right? Or is it quadruple? It's triple. It's times three, and it crits on 19s and 20s. So just to note, I, I technically got the 19. I didn't actually get the full 20 for anybody super excited. It's not quite as exciting, but it still crits, technically. You know what? A crit is a crit. You are good to go is with a crit. So go ahead, roll your damage, and then triple it for us. All right. Okay, I can do that. This is a 1d8 plus two, I think. It'd be really plus not your much. dexterity damage, yeah. It's not a lot of damage. Yeah, but... So, five tripled is 15, yep. plus two. 17 damage. 17 damage. Nice. Which one were you okay. attacking? One or two? 
Uh, I guess one. One? Doesn't matter too much, but... So I attack that one, and then I... Uh, the, with the whip, I grapple. Now, does yep, it, do I have whip, to make a... Uh, what kind of throw to... Oh, is it just a hit, I guess? With whips, if you hit, you grapple. They okay. then have to resist your grapple to do the thing they want to do. Gotcha. So it's got to, yeah, it's got to make a saving throw on the start of its turn to try and get out of the grapple. Essentially. Does that use up its action? It can. Like, it's a good deal you got that. Perfect. Normally I would have given you false light, Keegan. No, we could. Uh, we could. I got a great idea. Yeah. Okay. So that is my action. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't think I have anything I can do with bonus action at the moment. <laughs> Especially not because I actually used a, an attack, so I can't use a spell now. Yeah, that's the end of my turn. Beautiful. Okay. Next up is Gel. So you have number one grapple? Yes. Okay. Grappled is advantage, correct? If I'm not mistaken, you would get advantage. I mean, I could look it up. I'd argue it is. He's held in place. And I'm not in the way, so... Um, restrained is the one that gives you advantage. Hmm. Well, that's less than good. So, it's just grappled. It would have to use its action to t- defeat its grapple in order to move. So, it just cannot move. Technically, it may be flanked, depending on where it's standing. Correct. That might give you your advantage. Oh, but because of the 10 foot combat kind of thing, you could be uh, closer to its left or right side, which would give you advantage instead of just being facing towards it. But as far as I know, you guys are literally five foot next to each other, so you're not getting that bonus. That's true. Yeah. And I. How fucked are you? Royally. <laughs> I'm at 2 HP, but. Um, so something, something that Shadow Sorcerers get as a feature. Uh-huh. It's called uh, Shadow of the Grave. Or, uh, sorry, Strength of the Grave. When damage that isn't something or other, I don't want to say it right now in case fucking Eric hits me with it. Yeah. Uh, reduces me to zero HP or below. I can make a Charisma saving throw, DC 5 plus the damage taken. On the success, I instead drop to 1 HP. Huh. Okay. And then after that, I'll still have the opportunity to uh, to make death saving throws and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not too worried about going down here. Because my options are a very minimal amount of false life on my turn for one of us. And then possibly going down, making the attack roll I did, grappling something, and kind of getting an extra turn effectively. So, okay. so right now, even if I go down, I have a good chance of coming back up just like an orc would. Yeah, yeah. We're good, we're good, we're good. So you're holding this guy with your whip, right? Yes. And like, I'm holding my pitchfork in both hands. I'm aiming for his chest. Okay. And I'm rolling my cheese dice. Is there any way to uh, give hospitality to yourself and myself again? Could be when I help you again. I can do it once more, but let's Ah. first resolve this natural 20. Plus, hold on. Let me... Yeah! You seriously just crit? I... I have an erection. I'm sorry. So you're going to roll... But can we deal with this 25? Well, first of all, you hit. It's a crit. Second of all, you get quadruple damage. So you're going to roll 4d4s, quadruple that, and then add four more. This pitchfork's about to fuck this uh, creature made of stone and wood up. And then after that, I add three more. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, the plus four gets modified by the multiplier as well because it's based on the weapon. So, you... oh, 
It's 44 plus 4 times 4, and then you add your 3. Okay, I gotta do math. Or math. I haven't decided yet. 4 plus 4 plus 3 plus 2 plus 4 equals 17 times 4 equals ouch plus 3 equals... I just stabbed this guy in the heart. He's dead. I what, did, what did you get? 71 points of damage. Holy shit. Can he be dead? So 71 points of damage. Yes. Fucking Christ. Ouch. Uh, yeah, no, it's dead. Can I spit on it as a free action? No, I'm kidding. Yes, I will let you piss on it as a free action, but you have your pants down and in half movement speed. I'm actually going to let out an orcish scream. This is like just that literal battle cry. Yes, inform. (laughs) Let's let the whole dungeon know you're here. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, It is what it is, dude. Doing your orc shit. I feel it. So how do you finish him? You said you stab him in his automatomical heart. Yeah, like, I aimed for that chest area. Yeah. And, like, this hey, is good thing we're not close to it. that pitchfork. And these things are quite a bit smaller than me. And, like, I just slam that pitchfork down with such force that I see more of the pitchfork out. Oh, there's a lot of handle in him. That ain't good. So this thing at the end of your pitchfork explodes. Yeah. Its buddy yes. does not pass its dexterity saving throw. I was about to say, it's right next to its friend, right? Six, six, five, four. It rolled 21 damage on its own ally. Thanks for Good that. Good thing we never got too close to one of those. And one is now gone. Spitting up some blood myself. You good? Nope. Let's get this shit done with. Me either. Okay, it's number two's turn. Uh, it takes uh, it takes two d four damage. Go ahead and roll. Uh, two d four. That's another eight damage, baby. Oof, this thing is right fucked up. I got a question. What should I take for emotional damage? For emotional damage? Yeah. Psychic. <laughs> How much emotional damage did the golem take? Automatons don't take emotion. Hey, these things are thinking creatures, kind of. Sort of. A little bit. But they have to care for emotions. But these things are real fucked up, dude. Like, this last one is fucked. Just gotta survive the turn. Yep. It did not get its breath back. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's gonna attack (laughs) Gal. At least you got a chance of living. So you guys both rolled nat 20s, right? I rolled a crit, but it wasn't a nat 20. It's not as impressive. Yeah, well, this thing just rolled two nat 20s on both of its attacks on its multi-attack. Oh, go fuck yourself. Oh, I'm dead? No, wait, what's the dead rule? Negative of your HP. Okay, okay. You very well might be, actually. There's a chance. Hey, man, if we're going out, we're going out like bosses. Episode 2, character death. Love this energy. Technically 32 points of damage. Oh, my God. Oh, you should be alive. Total? Yes. I'm alive at that point. It's just a matter of... uh, That would would have taken me down to 
negative 23 or negative roughly half. Gus sees you go down out of the corner of his eye. Make, he was headed straight for that egg. He turns, runs straight towards you, and throws a potion in your face. <laughs> okay. And he, and he heals you for 15. I truly appreciate that Gus is still an idiot because we we still want him dead. He shouldn't let us die. <laughs> Gus is trying to make sure that the the Shadow Lord gets found. Dell is still on the ground, man. Yes, yes. Dell is on the ground. He's just got 15 hit points. But he utters, the idiot is not that stupid. Gus smiles, and he's like, aw, thanks. That's the egg. And he starts heading back that way. He doesn't have all that many actions. He's not doing all those actions, but he's he stood up. He's like, I'm not going to help you up then. And he turns away, and he starts headed that way. And now it is Julian's turn. All right. Well, I'm not taking another swing. Well, I, I mean, I got the same chance to hit with my whip as I do my Ray of Frost. Plus four. Okay. So, I'm going to do the whip again. That's a 19 to hit. Hits. 1d8 plus two. That's 10 damage. Now, did you whip or Ray of Frost? Uh, whip. Whip. I don't get a plus to the damage when I hit with Ray of Frost. I was confirming to make sure what you were doing because that makes he's all, I mean, also makes him grappled. Yep, he is grappled. Okay, he is really, really fucked up, dude. I can't really move or anything, so that will be the end of my turn. Alright. Gel, you are on the ground, but alive, with 15 hit points. Yeah. You know what really sucks? Gel says the word arrow, and holds up three fingers. Okay. And then... Slowly, he puts down each three fin- each finger, right? And as he puts down each finger, a glowing dart appears. Yeah, magic missile, I knew it. And he mm-hmm. points, and three missiles charge right at this last automaton, currently sitting restrained. Mm-hmm. That would be... The first one hits for two points of damage. Okay. The second one hits for four points of Okay. And the third and final missile hits him all at the same time for five points of damage. This thing is on fucking death's door. You can see its reactor in the center. It's starting to whir and vibrate like an overload type of deal. How far away is Gel from this creature? Ten feet. Ten feet. You're not going to get hit. You're not going to get hit by the explosion. No. Del's definitely going to stand up, and he kind of pushes his pitchfork into the ground and pulls himself up on it, writes himself back up, and just says, die already. And that's the end of his turn. Okay, so I have to roll a reactor failure percentage. Oh, also it takes four more damage from acid. Four more? Yep. It takes those four acid damage, and the... Reactor critically malfunctions and he oh, um, overloads and blows up, damaging nobody else except himself. Damn, I was kind of hoping he'd hit Gus. <laughs> no. After all no. that work he did, he goes up in a reactor explosion. You know what? Is Gus close enough? Hang on. No, fuck off. Don't do it. He doesn't deserve it. 
This would not be close enough because I'm pretty sure we have been retreating from the fire door, which was between... The enemies were between us and the fire door. Yes, but Gus is Gus skirted around the whole time, so he came in on the sides and avoided the whole uh, attack opportunity and the whole thing. So he's on his way down there to get the egg. That automaton blows up, and you guys start hearing, like, a red alert noise. Like, whoa! Damn it! Like, whoop, 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 and uh, Gus gets there, does an arm-sweeping motion, sweeps the egg out from inside the hole as the door in that hatch, that hatch was closing. The other hatches are starting to close. So back to the top of the turn order. Julian! You said the other the other doors are closing now, too? All of the doors are starting to close, including the one that the automatons opened for you to leave from this room to the next. It is 45 feet away from you. All right. Um, I don't think we move backwards. I think we got to try and go forward. What do you think? I agree. Cal? All right. Let's dash through the forward door. Okay. So dash and then movement to get through. Come on, guys. Gus picks up the egg, puts it in a bag. A bag? And is bringing the whole thing with you. It can fit, what kind of bag? A pretty big sack. I don't know, but the bag didn't change size. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, we're killing Gus and taking that. I don't <laughs> say that out loud, but that's gonna happen. I want that bag of hope. <laughs> can living creatures, oh, you know what? Maybe because it's an egg, it doesn't, I don't know. Anyways, I don't care. Uh, we've got it. Let's go. We're going through. All right. So you guys use your dash action and your movement to get through that door before it shuts. Yes. Yep. Let's see. Gus, dexterity. He was at the 60-foot marker. The door is about to close on Gus, and he reaches his arm with the bag through and says, Pull me through! Pull me through! Quick, quick, quick! You dirty bastard! You know exactly what I want to do. He pulls him. Without thinking, Kyle's going to pull him. All right, pulled through. You made the right choice. I was gonna take the bag. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna full on rug pull that son of a bitch. I was gonna absolutely. Gel is going to look at Gus, who's panting at this point. Now you owe us more for saving your life. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's find your master. He just he hands you the bag of holding, Gel. Thank you. Will this cover it? We are square. Let's find okay. your master. And he's just panting and breathing, and you guys are in a stairwell to go down to the next level. Uh, I'm going to lean over to him real quick and just be like, hey, you got any more of them potions? He happens to have one more in his, in his jacket, and he's like, oh, I thought I was out. Here you go. Uh, now I'm pretty sure I'm out, unless there might be more in the back. Got it. So roll 2d10s and add six. I haven't used it yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm considering on whether I give it to Gal or not. It's 2d10 plus 6. It's a pretty good healing potion. Gal is ready to start telling the uh, automatons that we need to lollygag for a bit. Okay. Oh, you want to take a short rest? He's taking you down to the next room, and the next room is another one of those foyers with the three doors. You're going down to level 2 at this point. I sure as shit hope the fucking mad archmage librarian's not down in this second foyer already. Let's go to the second foyer and then try and rest up. All right, so here is a relatively safe spot, so you can take a short rest, or in theory, even a long rest if you wanted to, but time is of the essence, so I'm not sure a long would make sense. 
Time is of the essence. A long rest wouldn't make sense. We've got a really big consolation prize is the wrong word because this is not a consolation prize. We're still aiming to win the real prize, but uh, we got a really big, cool thing. Yeah, it's called, uh, I think, I think uh, Gail would call it breakfast. <laughs> Eat a bag of holding. That isn't nutritional. Oh, you meant the holding. I thought you meant the dragon egg. So I've been keeping a uh, list on my note page of the loot that Gel has picked up today. He has two days of fancy rations that he's gotten. <laughs> fancy rations. A map from Gus here. We're assuming it's of the sewers, but we haven't checked yet. I have a children's book, a bag of holding, and a damn shadow dragon egg. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, meanwhile, if you wanted to take a short rest and use up a, um, hit die, you can go ahead and do that to get yourselves back up to health. I plan on using all of them. Oh, that was a fight. That was, uh, that was way harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> As you guys are winding down, the automatons just take up, I'm going to say defensive positions. But the Arcanist actually helps to heal you guys a little bit, too. So you only need to use half as many hit die as you normally would. But you get a full, you get a, essentially a full long rest worth of hit die. So you guys are back up to full using half of the hit die you normally would. That's awesome, because I rolled good. You guys good. should still have, like, one or two hit dies left. Good. I, I have one left. I have one left. Because I think, you know, I'll, I'll go on the high end. Works for me. I used two. I have... So because of automaton aid, uh, I have two hit die left. Beautiful. Nice. Yep. He, they're just the doubling the effectiveness of the hit dies you roll. I'm three points shy of max damage. Uh, I do gain a few things back, specifically my second wind. Yes. And, and my you should also gain action. your action purge. Yeah. I wanted to make sure you guys had something in case there was more coming up. While you guys are resting... The automatons kind of shut down, and you hear a clink as all three doors lock. These things are kind of leading us forward, and they have control over the doors and stuff. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Gus walks over to you guys, puts a hand on both of you on, like, the middle of your back. Is like, we, we made a pretty good team, didn't we, guys? Gus? Yeah? Can I see your hand? <laughs> and I put my hand out again. <laughs> no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Gal. I'm going to look at Gal. Gal, he did feed you a potion when those things hit you pretty hard. To be fair, with this hand. What did I tell you about touching? You told the goblin, not me. Didn't you overhear it? I thought that was about goblins. You didn't think it was about hands? No. Do you remember when I said Gus is not stupid? Uh, no. No, I don't. Good. You guys have kind of t told me the whole way that I'm dumb and useless, but I had well, the bag. you know, but thank you for that potion. That was very helpful. Yeah, and I happen to have a second one. I gave it to this guy and points at Julian. So I still have the potion in my hand. I'm going to set it down uh, in front of us. Uh, I'm going to also, I'll, I'll give Gus like a, like a pat on the shoulder, kind of. Uh, like a begrudging pat on the shoulder, like nice job. He just smiles. And then I look at Gal. Gal, you should you should take this potion and keep it on yourself in case you need to use it again. 
You are smart. And Gal's gonna secure the potion on himself. What type of potion was that again? 2d10 plus 6. It's a powerful potion. Yeah, it's a hell of a good potion. And Gal's gonna reach into the bag of holding, right? Okay. He's not pulling out the dragon egg. (laughs) You knew what I was thinking, too! What does he find? What is the first thing he finds? Because he's not digging through this for a long time. He's just pulling out a, a gift for Julian. You feel a bundle of rag, what well, feels like rags, which when you pull it out and look at it, it's a cloak. You already wearing robes? Wearing robes, uh, not a cloak. Yeah, uh, hmm. okay. Let me see if I, what else do I got? I feel like the cloak's going to look better on you with the robes. I don't think that's a great fate of fashion statement piece. Aside from that, you find a pair of jet black boots. Very well made. And I'm just going to kind of immediately look at them very briefly. Um, so can I do an arcana check with disadvantage? Sure. Because I'm just taking a quick look. As he's looking at it and making his roll, I'm going to ask Gus, Hey, Gus, where did you get that bag of holding anyways? That's my wardrobe. That's your wardrobe? Yeah, they're my clothes. How do you afford a bag of... It's cheaper than rent. Fair. Have you seen the rent prices in Piscoli? They are ridiculous. (laughs) It's like new New York, all right. I rolled a 17. Oh, very nice. Uh, No, there's nothing magical about them. Uh, okay, cool. I mean, I'm still offering these boots to you. I'm definitely going to take them. Yeah, it fits the whole black-on-black black ensemble here. Yeah. Perfect. I'm going to call them Masterwork boots, but you now have a pair of Mastercrafted boots. Yeah, I'm going to take off my old, like, ruddy brown boots and throw these things on. Wardrobe change! I'm going to look at Gus as I'm putting these boots on. Gus is just like... <sighs> My grandma got me those. Sharing is caring, Gus. And I'll finish putting them on. Those are nice boots. Thank you. By the way, his grandmother got them for him. He is an elf. These boots are already 1,500 years old, give or take. Some nice-ass boots, man. Thanks, Gil. I'm adding that to my notes. You just gained, like, dank-ass boots. Basically. (laughs) I'm going to name them that, too. Dank-ass elven boots. (laughs) <laughs> but I have to imagine Koshkin's feet are more not human-like. Mm-hmm. I had to, like, pad these boots first to get them to fit properly. Uh, and then on top of that, I have claws. So, like, I'm definitely going to accidentally put a whole couple holes in these boots sooner or later. Yes. As he saw you putting the shoe on, he's like, can, can, can I help? And he just does a little bit of innate magic he has and just... The boots magically warp into a Koshkin-styled boot so that they actually fit you nicer. But you still would poke holes in them. But now they're designed to receive the holes. Instead of that, he has to cast mending on them because I've already put holes in them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the mending fixes the shape. Yeah, it just fixes it, yeah. Yeah, that works. All right, that's hilarious. He doesn't have much more than that. He's got very minor, minor spells. I'm going to look over at Gal. Oh. Gil, I don't think we can leave through the front door again. I don't think we're going to be able to pass back through the regular way. We might need to keep a lookout uh, to get out of here, maybe through the sewers or something else. Didn't you say we'd get lost in the sewers? And you're technically, right now, you're two levels below the sewers. You're right, Gil. 
we probably could get lost in there, but we do have Gus and maybe that map you got earlier. Um, my biggest worry is going back up and seeing the librarian again. If she knows about anything, then we may have to find a back door out of here. Just a suggestion. If we can't find it, we'll have to go back up, but something to think about and keep an eye out for. Look for back door. If we can't find a back door, Julie and I have a very personal question. I'm going to squint at you before you begin this question. How do you feel about burning books? It's wrong to hurt knowledge, but... My friend, I do not care about books at all. So if we have to, we can burn them. Uh, Gal is going to pull out the children's book and show it to him. It's just a book of one of the theories of the origin of the world. Written for, like, second graders. I absolutely cannot read. I'm making that canon right now, by the way. I can't read. Gus, can you read? I do paperwork for a living. I would hope I can read. Read this to him. He sits there, and during the short rest, he is going to read you one of the theories of the origin of the world. Written for fucking kindergartners. Written for kindergartners. And he is going to read that while you guys do finish up your short rest. And that is where we're going to stop for the night, guys. I feel like that is a great way to end this. Gus saved your life and now he's boring you into wishing you had died in the last room. <laughs> hey, I gave him a pat on the shoulder. Yup. So Gus reads this and that's where we're ending. Ay, ay, ay. Right, right at the end there, where it's kind of like panning out or whatever. If I ever notice that uh, Gal is taking a nap, I'll tell uh, I'll tell Gus if you keep reading this to me while he's asleep, I'm going to push you into that crab monster. <laughs> he keeps reading until Gal falls asleep because he knows you will. Okay. Well, Gal's kind of like completely blank out. Perfect. Yeah, the second that. The second he blanks out is when I tell Gus. I'm just like, hey, look, if you keep reading a children's story to me right now, you're going to die horribly. I feel like it's a lot of, I put up with this shit from Gal because <laughs> look because at him. Because he can trust me. Yes. Look at him. He just got his ass beat and is acting like nothing happened. It's partially that, but I would also argue it's also because you're equally stoic most of the time, which is the way that I like things as well. Like, there's that even-peeled everything. And then once in combat, he flips into, I guess, super soldier mode? <laughs> super peasant soldier. When your non-magical melee attack does 71 points of damage. That feels a little overtuned, but you only hit on a 20. Yep. And did you roll really well for the damage, by the way? I did roll exceptionally well. I think one die was low on the low side, but the rest were all three or four. And I'm like, because those first two, I rolled nine consistently for the first two or three, which I thought was fairly high, reasonably high. Yep. All right, so guys, if you like the show and you like what you're listening to, head on over to patreon.com slash Tales. And also don't forget to check us out on Facebook over there. You just search for Hybridian Tales, and we should pop up pretty, uh, pretty easily. And beyond that, we will catch you guys 
next time.